Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber, in order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you find podcasts. That's not kind of productions podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. I'm Julie Eisentrager and around the table today with me we have... Miranda Selwood. And it's me, KB. And a very special guest. Bradley McCall. Hi, Brad. How you doing? Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. I think it's because on the way here I was thinking, I wonder if I could say hello by like singing something from a musical that would be like hello, but I couldn't come up with Hello. A- hello. Oh my god. Only like <laughs> A show that's literally in our town. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the shows that are playing here and no, nah, none of them come to mind. Mm, funny, funny that. Um, I think what we should do is get to know you a little bit better. Great. Awesome. Getting to know you. Oh, that's uh, another one I didn't think of. Wouldn't be getting to know you quiz without the getting to know you introduction, would it? It would be because sometimes we don't do it because sometimes I'm not here. And sometimes somebody else does it. I've never done it. Somebody did it on an episode that I wasn't on. It was Zane. (gasps) He's allowed to do it. it? He's the podfather. Zane Zane can do what he wants. Was it on the last episode I was actually on? Because you weren't here. Well, did you get a song? Did you get a song? This is Inception. Well, I can't remember. I mean, the one thing I took away from it was (laughs) that I know very little about Floyd Collins and Zane sings really well. That were the two things I remember. There you go. So you learned something. Yeah, I did. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I really did. Um, So have you got different answers for this time? Yeah, I've tried to to be honest this time. I lied last time. Just to be ready for this um, second opportunity. You knew. Well, so thank you. Come now the third that I'm time here and round. A song, it's worth it. But do you know if I'm telling the truth this time? We'll start a poll. Okay. Fine. <laughs> so, Brad, which musical character would other people compare you to? I think it is probably. Uh, I think it's Huey. Is his name from Memphis? Sure. So, I'll so take your word because for he's it. kind of like he's very energetic. He um, he sort of has a bit of a hunchback. <laughs> 
Um, well, he doesn't hunchback, but like in the in the now, show, yeah, like he's sort hunchback. of he's a real individual and he's easily excited. So I, I think that's a good kind of. I mean, if I talk long enough, I'm gonna. Yeah, you're yeah get a point. okay. All right. Well, yeah. which musical character? Is that not a good answer? I no, feel, it's great I, answer. I feel like you've glossed answer. over like I've, I don't know. I've like, ruined I the episode already. Yeah, I don't know Memphis no well idea. enough to agree or disagree with you. Yeah, right. Well, I've hit a home run already. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Producer Zane says. Producer Zane. Good call. Zane, saying, yes. geez, you know a lot about musicals. <laughs> <laughs> you describe someone as a hunchback. You yeah. Know, like, And three people at the table don't know who it is. Yeah, they're like, I'm not touching that. is Cosimodo. Well, just be aware. After listening to Memphis. Um, which musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Quasimodo. That's right. <laughs> Just I a th- bigger hunch. <laughs> oh, I don't really know. So what would I so what would I like people to think of me? Yeah. Mm. And so like yep. we're getting like really so yeah. Yeah. Super I want deep. people to look yeah. at me and think about this. Yeah. yeah. I think then Alexander Hamilton from Hamilton. Alexander oh. Hamilton. From Hamilton specifically. <laughs> Not Alexander Hamilton and anything else. Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. Musical well, character. That's the only Alexander Hamilton in musicals. Is he in 1776? 1776. Uh, I think. You got it. Was that right? He must be. I think it's that one. I'd probably prefer Hamilton, yes. Yeah. Okay. It makes no um, sense, but. I'll give Fancy it to you. dresser, just the, like you. If that's true. Yeah. Is yeah. a snazzy dresser. Yeah. Mm. I'm a very good rapper. I would you know? like me to I would um, like throw to down some. Yes, yes actually I want you to throw down. Back here, <laughs> literally throw <laughs> up, no down. Um, when I was uh, doing a lot more of the original band scene a few years ago, we used to do this thing where our drummer, uh, shout out to Dave Bell, if he happens to be listening to me about musicals, probably not. But he would just start throwing down his beat. He would just, and I literally just would have to just rap. And that was this game we would play at a rehearsal. So, what? So, this is true, and it so KB. would always so drop a beat. No, 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 but no, no, we can't because it always gets it gets really, really rude. Oh, no, no, no. we would start really, really nice and really kind of like I'd like my mum to think of me, and it would end up like you know somewhere else, somewhere, else. somewhere that my mum yeah. wished that I wasn't. So it's kind yeah. of that's kind of right. yeah. Well, we're, we're, well like, maybe if we get to like two thousand patrons on <laughs> Patreon, we'll get Brad Okay, well then, what is your dream role? I don't know if I said this last time, but I think it would be Valjean. I think, no, last time I said one of my shows, I think I'd love to do Valjean one day. I think that would be a real, I mean, to not die through a season of that would be a huge accomplishment. Well, you do die. Yeah, at the end of every show. Spoiler alert. Shit. Every single night. I really should have researched that. You just like change a little bit. Lame is needs a bit of a. You can be Tanadia and Tanadia doesn't die. Great time all round. (laughs) (laughs) Highly recommend it. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to change my answer. To Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> then you get to rap every night. <laughs> 1776. <laughs> but just that bit. Yeah, that's all. That's oh, that sounds strangely like me. No. <laughs> that was you. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's right. You're throwing my. <laughs> what is your favorite Sondheim show? I think I might have said this last time. No, I don't know. I'm just going with my gut. Today mm-hmm. it's Merrily We Roll Along. Wow, not everyone's favourite song, Home. That's controversial. Sure. Yeah, mm. I mean, like everyone, I rode the bus singing along to Into the Woods and then mm. I, you know, fell in love with Sweeney Todd. But I don't know, for some reason that one, maybe I didn't love it as much when I first discovered Sondheim, so maybe that's why I go back to it more often because I don't have so many memories about it. Mm. Just to be clear, it was a very select 
everyone that listened to Into the Woods on the bus. I, like, I like, definitely yeah, I a, did. I did. I did. But it we was on my discman. And we, it and was it like was a collection of everyone on the bus. And then not you like, started rapping Into the Woods around. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Bernard and Peters. That's right. <laughs> greens, greens. I'm talking about greens. <laughs> I don't mind it. I just but I'd be really mad if it happened. And just for listeners, that was <laughs> me pretending happen. to be Miranda. That yeah, was yeah. that was me again. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good impersonation. Oh, I, yeah. I just want to hear Brad rap, guys. Well, so. when I come back again, if if mm-hmm. I don't that completely time, ruin this one, then, then I will rap. I promise, and I yeah. will write a rap for you. <gasps> oh my goodness! All right. that's, I actually that's just a, got that's excited. a deal. <laughs> Excited. Um, okay, then what is your go-to shower song if it's not the rap that you're writing for us? Uh, gosh. Although you probably should practice that rap. <laughs> I really should. Okay. No, no, you know what it is? No, I know what it is. It's uh, uh, a Kerrigan and, and Latimer song and it is. It's uh, raining men. Uh, no, yes, no. It's, it's raining men. I'm in the shower. It's raining. Men. I'm assuming you can't see. <laughs> Uh, it's hideous, but I'm 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 move, I'm a very good mover. Uh, Great shaker. No, it's it's um run away with me. Oh, so good. I just think there's something about that moment that I would love to be in my life that I'm saying that to someone. So I think that's why I, I yeah. like to sing that song. Hmm, it's a good song, shower. guys. Yeah, in I mean it's getting shower. weird now that you bring the shower into it, but I mean you brought the shower into it, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Maybe have one. already deleted one musical. What yeah, what was, was that? It? I can't remember. Don't look at me. I wasn't here. Was it Cats? It was probably Cats. No, I don't think I – I don't hate too much on Cats. Ooh. No, it was title of show last time because <gasps> my musical Becoming Bill, uh, which is playing at the Powerhouse in August 2019 if you're in Brisbane, uh, is that uh, – You can say that louder and slower with a booking link later. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, later, not now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, subliminal pu- plug. Uh <laughs> Uh, Get a pen ready. It's, it's about me writing a show. So I was asked to write a show in 2010 and that is the basis for my musical. Right. And title of show obviously being – so that's why I deleted title of show because it's a similar subject. Because then it subject. doesn't exist right. and then we're okay. Exactly. So if you have to delete another musical from musical theatre history, what are you going to can? Well, I do have this idea for a show where – now hear me out because this is pretty crazy, but I th- like everyone um, dresses up in fur and pretends to be cats. <laughs> so I'm going to delete cats. No, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's already gone. It's been deleted yeah. officially, officially from history. Yeah. Martin Gare. Oh, Great. yeah, good choice. Because no one really loves it a lot. No one understands it. Yeah. All Including the, myself. Yeah. yeah Mostly I, myself. Yeah. I think I have some some score to that at home and I've just understood that that's how that's said. That's, yeah. Martin yeah. yeah. I just know it from Forbidden Broadway. But then we wouldn't get those jokes, true, would true. we? Yeah, that's true. true, true. That is true. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've got a... A fair grasp on who you are now, Brad. Yeah, I think you know him pretty well. Let's take a little teeny weeny break and we'll talk about the history of we haven't even actually seen it. (laughs) They know, know they've clicked it on. It's going to be a surprise. um, Yeah, because you haven't read the title of this show. I'm going to leave it as a surprise. We'll talk about it in history. They're not going to look down at any moment. (laughs) 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 Tricked you. Made you look. Okay, we made you look. We're chatting about <laughs> Bright Star, guys. Um, Brad. <laughs> that silence was in, uh, uh, on purpose. Could yeah. you tell us a little bit about the history? Yes, I absolutely um, can. Clickety, clickety, click. Yeah, click. so it was uh, written by Steve Martin and Eddie, and I can never pronounce her name. It's Brickle, right? 
Miranda. That's what it's, it looks like. Yeah, Eddie Brickle. They wrote. They work <laughs> like together on um on. I'm uh, the font of all knowledge when it comes to the pronunciation of words. And oh, stuff. Yeah. pronunciation. Yes, yeah, I that. said pronunciation ironically. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was on purpose. I just checking. I oh, know that's not how it is. <laughs> And specifically is not the word either. <laughs> wow. I didn't notice that. But they laughed at home. So yeah. Because well, they got so. it. Anyway, back know. to Steve Martin and old mate. Yeah, Eddie Brunkle. Uh, no, Brickle. Eddie Brunkle. Uh, they worked on a record together called Love Has Come To You. It was a bluegrass record. And from that, oh. their association evolved Steve into this. Steve plays the banjo. As yeah. in like Steve Martin. Steve, Steve Martin plays yeah, the so banjo. Steve Martin had a, whole bunch of, had a whole yeah. bunch of records before oh, like with Steve the. Steve Martin. Like Father of the Bride. Yeah. Like Steve Martin. Yeah, now I'm with it. I'm back. I, like, I understand. You guys do know we're talking about like, Bright Star today, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bright Star. Right. Okay. Oh, I've got to do cats. my research. No, do you okay. mean Father of the Bride 2? Steve Martin. No, 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 no. Father of Bride 1. I not think of another movie that's Steve Martin apart from. I'm Father doing his Bride. greatest hits. The Pink Panther. Bowfinger. Oh. Oh. Roxanne, anyway, you said. We Roxanne. are very getting off topic. Sergeant Bilko. Uh, Do you remember the, the, the jerk when Bernadette Peters was in it and they sung. Um, uh, uh, all I've got is If You Knew My Story in My Head from Bright Star, but. Uh, Anyway, there's a scene of them on the beach where he's they fall in love and he's playing a little ukulele song and they sing together. If you don't know it, look it up. It's so beautiful. I will look it up. Thank you, Brad. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, Good night. (laughs) Uh, So the story that I found on an interview, uh, how they sort of came up with the idea, they were working on a whole bunch of songs and then the idea for the show came about when um, I'm going to say Steve, even though he's not my friend, but Steve <laughs> would send Eddie like banjo licks via phone or whatever. And then she would compose cause she'd write all the lyrics because, um, he'd written some lyrics actually for some of his bluegrass records, but not for this cause she was writing the book as well. And so she, the, the story goes that she would listen to the lick and, and she said it sounded like a train. So she would go woo woo and she would sing sort of along woo woo. And then she thought, okay, well I'll, I'll research some trains. And she found this story of, um, um, of why are you picking my nose? No, no, there's a bug on your microphone. There's a bug on my microphone. Your mouth. This is fun. Well, Great we're just going to leave it there. Can you hear that, Mr. Zane? Can you hear the bug crawling on the microphone? There. It's still there. It's a love bug. No, it doesn't want to leave you, Brad. It doesn't want to leave you. He's gone. Uh, so she, she. No, it's not. It's on my person. It is on my person. There is a little buggy thing on my. It's okay, it's gone. I think it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this is the best part of the episode so far. And so, what happened was she Googled this idea of trains and all sorts of things. And and there's a bit more to the story you can find online, but she found this case of the Iron Mountain train. It was a story. Now, if you don't know the show really well, spoilers. Okay. Oh, Guys, you should know this already. It's Not- just such a beautiful story and it's got a cool surprise ending, which I probably shouldn't say because now you're going to guess it. But the story was that a baby was thrown out of a train in 1904 and it was dis- and it, it had survived and then the baby lived and was raised in this community and that was the story of the Iron Mountain Train. And she found that story and she was like, oh, this would be a great thing for a song. And if you know this, the, this, the show, it, that's what developed into the story of, <laughs> of Bright Star. Um, which that's kind of the reveal. I do quite so like kind imagining. Of ruined it if you don't know it, nah. I do like imagining that Google search though. Like, yeah, trains. Mm. 
Yeah, not she said it was there. the first one that came up. Interesting things about trains. Yeah. <laughs> Google. Interesting things. Stories Baby I can steal about of- stuff that happened on trains. <laughs> <laughs> Google. Starlight Express. Why does that keep coming up? <laughs> People train. Ah, damn it. So it was workshopped uh, New York stage and film at the Powerhouse Theatre at Vassar College. A lot of really great shows have come out of Vassar. Does anyone know any off the top of their head? Not uh, off the top of my head. Look, I didn't, I didn't prepare for this. Google search. So there's actually two. The, I think the season just gone is uh, Jason Robert Brown is working on a new one, uh, The Connector, Ooh. which looks really interesting. Is it about Connect Depends? Uh, no, it's about the game Connect 4. Okay. And, um, All right, I'll take it. No. <laughs> uh, no, it's I don't know what it's about, a reporter or something like that. And then the other mm. one is, I can never pronounce his name, Duncan Sheik or from that wrote Spring Awakening, oh, the music yeah. to that, his new one, I don't know what it's called, I can't remember. Anyway, but then that so one. it was uh, Sleepy Springtime. Sleepy, Sleepy Springtime, that's it. The story of Sleepy other people in winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was developed further then at the Kennedy Center it, and it opened it uh, on Broadway in 2016 and then it didn't it only ran for what 30 previews and then 109 regular performances oh. um so it didn't have a huge huge but it gave it a good run. shot yeah well i think it's one of those shows like being a bluegrass show it's kind of it's oh, so unique oh, they don't like you saying that why <laughs> that i came up in some of my research about the music they don't like people calling it a bluegrass musical that's interesting because it is that like, because of the connotations and, publicly yes, about that? Exactly. Yeah. That's like people don't come and see it if you call it a blue glass musical. Like, mm. I mean, there are things about that to talk about in different sections of the show, like in that it does have a sound that's kind of very samey at times. Like yeah. that's the one thing about the show that's hard to get into, I think, at times that you go, this sounds a lot like the last one because that's just the nature of bluegrass music. But the story, uh, there's so another thing is there was a performance, that a reunion concert in 2016 at Town Hall in New York City. And Steve and Eddie, they hosted it and they it was a concert sort of style thing where they all sort of walked up and sung at these microphones. It was the original cast, I think. And I saw it. It was live streamed. Oh, cool. And that was how I found the show because, you know, following Steve Martin or whatever. And it was so beautiful. I was there at the cafe, you know, downing coffees and crying, you know, because it's, it's a beautiful story. But I think it's like Blood Brothers. I think if you know the show and you see it, it moves you and you can remember the songs. But if you go to the songs first, you go, why is this a thing? Yeah. Because Blood Brothers mm-hmm. is kind of, yeah. you know, hard to get into musically Getcha. speaking. There's so. a few like that. Mm. Quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> I'm subjected to them a lot. All right. <laughs> Regular occasions. Yeah. From guests selecting them. Yeah. It's research, Julie. It's I usually your get eyes. through a few bars. few songs. <laughs> <laughs> Before I give up, it won some awards. Do you want to know about them? Yes, yeah, it won me. the Grammy. A what? Grammy, a Grammy, the original Broadway cast album. Oh, hey. Hey. Won a Holy. Grammy. What? What? That's a big deal. Hold like best phone. bluegrass album. I don't know. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> it was just best album, and they got up and they accepted it. <laughs> <laughs> we refuse to be called bluegrass. No, no I'm sorry. What, what other what award? Uh, what was it? The 2016 Drama Desk Award for Ooh. Outstanding Music, open brackets, bluegrass, close brackets. <laughs> uh, the Outer Circles, uh, the Outer Critics Circle Award for Best Musical and Best Score. And um, well, there you go. The awards liked the bluegrass. Yeah. And it got, what, five Tony nominations that year? Score, awesome. book, Impressive. musical, best lead actress, best orchestrations. The orchestrations are incredible. Like, but the whole th- I, look, I just think it's a, a great show, and it's not well known, and it's not well loved. So that's why I wanted to talk about it because I think the last time I was here, I talked about Floyd Collins, and it's another show that 
you, you have to spend time with to love, but I think they're ones that you can enjoy in another way as opposed to just the big bangers and showstoppers that we sort of go to when we're at the gym or we're, you know, yeah. driving to the beach. You, you know, it's just a, it's a good slow I get burn. It. It's a good slow burn. Bluegrass is a nice way to drive to the beach. It really is. is. Yeah. yeah. You know, I your cousin's it. in the you, back and your, yeah, your, all your, of them your wife's in the, in the back cousins. and they're both the same. Per- no, I'm joking. <laughs> Bodies in the booth. <laughs> oh, that's a bit much now. Easy. All right, anything more to tell us on the history? I think that's all I've got. All right. Um, yeah. Well, let's find out a little bit about this baby and this train situation. Okay, KB, give us yes. the plot. All right. I'm actually going to read the plot, which I don't usually do. I usually summarise the plot. But I didn't right. want to miss anything okay. out of this yep, one. No, throw oh. those stones. I know. It's very it complicated. It's very I, yeah, complicated. Yeah, and I didn't it's... want to miss anything out. So I was try- I'm was i trying to, like, not ruin this show for everyone. Okay. So uh, there is a, a- – It begins <laughs> in <laughs> 1946. Is that, it's really natural. It's really natural. <laughs> I thought I'd talk in, what is it, the Microsoft robot voice <laughs> for the rest of the Siri, day. Siri, could you okay? read my... <laughs> okay, Google, read plot. <laughs> you should do that I was just checking that we didn't activate a Google Home somewhere. <laughs> Alexa, um, there's so many now, so many robots in your homes. Oh, anyway, so I digress. I love robots. The plot of Bright Star. There is a small note that this is the plot for the original Broadway production. And there have been small changes made to the national tour, just with like characters not singing certain songs and that kind of jazz. So, yeah, just needed to pre warn. All right, Act One. In 1946, editor Alice Murphy greets the audience and tells them that instead of overseeing other people's stories, she is going to tell her own. One year earlier, in the town of Hayes Creek, serviceman and aspiring writer Billy Crane returns home after serving in World War II. He reunites with his father and his childhood friend Margot before learning that his mother has died. Several weeks later, Billy visits Margot and tells her he is going to submit his stories to the Asheville Southern Journal. Upon arriving at the offices of the journal, he finds himself rebuffed by employees Daryl and Lucy. However, Alice finds herself charmed by a brazen lie that Billy tells and considers accepting his stories. She later declines Lucy's invitation to a dance, but privately reflects on a time when she would have gone to a dance. Flashing back to 1923. I know. 23 years later. A 16-year-old Alice flirts with Jimmy Ray Dobbs. What? Jimmy Ray Dobbs. That's a fun name. Jimmy <laughs> Ray. Look, in my head, I'm just doing voices for all these characters. I, yeah, what does Jimmy sound like? Bro? Oh, hello, I'm Jimmy. <laughs> I'm Jimmy. So where's you like to go to a it's, dance? it's not just Jimmy. It's Jimmy Ray. It's yeah. Jimmy Ray. I'm moving away from the bluegrass thing, though. Oh, oh. I'm Jimmy. He's now a chimney sweep. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> and what about Alice? Don't hate it. What about what Alice? What does Alice sound like? Oh, hello. My name is Alice. I'm a she Muppet. Is, she's Southern. She's Southern. I'm Alice. And she can only say her name like that. Is That's that it. She can't say the others. Alice. Or Asylum. <laughs> Where are you from? I'd probably say the later. <laughs> Good. I'm excited Whoa. to see who everyone else sounds like. Um, 
Sorry, guys. Sorry. Flashing back She's to 1923. <laughs> a 16-year-old Alice. <laughs> I'm Alice. <laughs> flirts with Jimmy Ray Dubs. I'm Jimmy. <laughs> in her hometown of too much, too much. Zebulon, North Carolina. Zebulon. Zebulon. Sounds like a like planet. Like the producing company that does The Good Place. and Fremulon. Fremulon, yeah. That's what I like. Fremulon. That's Not what I sound. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh. Um, I like that this plot has sound effects. This is It fun. could be a long <laughs> plot. Can um, anyone do a train? <laughs> we're not up to the train yet, oh, guys. My bad. Sorry, spoilers. All right, so we're in North Carolina. When Alice returns home oh, later that no, night, <laughs> her parents reprimand her while pondering her unfortunate future. Reprimand, reprimand. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jimmy Ray <laughs> returns home only to be lectured by his father, Mayor Josiah Dobbs, on what the future holds for him. Back to 1945, upon receiving encouragement from Alice in the form of a $10 check, Billy decides to settle down in... (laughs) Billy decides to settle down in Asheville and dedicate his time to writing. Margot reflects that she had other hopes for her future with Billy, but she decides to put her hopes aside and be supportive of his dreams. In 1923... We're back. Alice and Jimmy Ray make their way to the riverbank and make love. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay, apparently I'm just really uncomfortable Spoilers. with anything vanilla. <laughs> they make Ooh. love, Julie. Mm-mm. Make love. Ugh. Sometime later. to the plot. <laughs> yeah, but how do you, like, make? Anyway. <laughs> That's a discussion for later. Sometime later, Alice goes to see the town physician after feeling ill, only to learn she is pregnant. Josiah arranges for Alice to stay in a remote cabin for the duration of her pregnancy. She divides her time in isolation by knitting a sweater for the baby. Are you all right, Julie? Yes. Don't know if that's probably I'm... the funniest part of the plot there, Julie. I, I mean, I, I usually don't knitting. think of someone knitting while they're waiting for a baby to come in an isolated cabin to be funny, but I guess it's each in to their own. In my head, I'm just hearing her physician being like, mm, best thing for pregnancy. Isolated, isolated cabin. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't approve of the knitting needles. <laughs> Keep the needles away from the baby. She just uh, divides her time in isolation by knitting a sweater for the baby and talking about their child with Jimmy Ray when he visits. Jimmy Ray. Jimmy Ray. Shortly after giving birth to a baby son, Alice and her parents learn that Josiah, <laughs> there's a baby in the room now, guys, has secretly put the child up for adoption. What? I know. It was kind of the done thing in 1923 with a baby out of Yeah. Mm. Josiah departs with the baby and boards the train to Hayes Creek before throwing the, what is that word? Felice? Uh, it's the thing a that's basket? holding the baby. Yeah, it's like a basket. I just say basket before throwing the basket into the river when no one is looking. He threw but, a baby off a train. And, and that's he getting adopted one. anyway? No. Yeah, it's because, well, he was, what I took from it was that he was hiding. He was trying to save the family from the shame. Mm-hmm. So he throws it off the train. He throws a baby mm-hmm. off the train and Adding that's how Act 1 ends, guys. Shame. <laughs> Yeah, but nobody knows about the baby because Alice was in isolation in the cabin. She she had to finish the sweater, didn't she? What's the sweater for now? Yeah, well, what a waste of a sweater, guys. That's a pretty full-on act one. Um, And now I'm going to tell you it's all on a heavy stuff. Now I'm going to tell you what happens in act two. 
I know. It We're gets still, better. It gets better? Time it travel? gets lighter, I okay. should say. Not better. Like, <sighs> I know, that thing with the doctor's pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> We're still in 1924, No time travel yet. No time travel. Alice prepares to attend college in Chapel Hill and privately yearns to find her son. I'm Alice. (laughs) Meanwhile, in 1945, Margot talks with her friends about how she misses Billy. Back in 1924. (laughs) Jimmy Ray tells an alien Josiah that he is going to meet Alice in Chapel Hill. When Josiah confesses what happened to the baby, Jimmy Ray decides to stay with his father after realising he can't possibly tell Alice the truth. So did you get all that? So You're lying. Recount. Re- retell us what's the start Come of Act on. 2. It starts in 1924. <laughs> no, not the top of the show. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes to 1945 and then it goes back to 1924. Okay, so apart from the yeah. time travel, what happens in there? I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, A lot of stuff happens, guys. But right now. Alice wants to find her baby and then well, the other guy says, but I threw it off a train. No, and no, she's Alice, like, doesn't, Alice doesn't know yet. Alice so doesn't know the, yet. The, her, the father has found out from his father and he's found out what the dad's done and he's she like, you're an know. animal. And he's like, you've broken up. I can never tell Alice so we'll never. So yeah. they're still young. It's oh, just okay. happened yeah. and like the, he's come back from the train. He's like, well, that baby ain't here no more. And wow. then he's That's and he's, Josiah. And that's, that's <laughs> Josiah. And he's like, what have you done, Dad? And it's a, an amazing song, Heartbreaker. Oh, but. It's so sad. But after that song, we jump back into 1946. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl and Lucy, who you might remember from the newspaper place. Mm. What are, what are they called? Remember? Oh, Great friends. Yeah, no. Daryl and Lucy come back and encounter a creatively frustrated Billy while sharing an after-work drink and try to cheer him up. The next day, Alice tells Billy that one of his stories is set to be published in the journal. Because we're back and Alice is writing in the... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's... It's it's a conf- this is why I had to read it, guys. It's a lot. He confesses that he has been writing about Hayes Creek before inviting her to see where his stories take place. She agrees to do so after a planned visit to Ray Lee to complete some unfinished business. Dun, 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 dun. We're oh no longer travelling back in time, guys. We're going to oh, stay in 1946. I, like I know. Sorry, Jules. I should have told you it was the last one. In Ray Lee, Alice requests permission to look through adoption papers drafted during the period when her son would have been registered. After failing to find what she is looking for, Alice encounters Jimmy Ray and learns about Josiah's actions. Back in Hayes Creek, Billy so tells Margot. She knows. Now she knows. Because she's been trying to look for the baby and he's like, i got later. to tell you because, you know. You may as well stop looking. You're not going to find it here. Oh, that's so sad. Back in Hayes Creek, Billy tells Margot that he's moving back home before realising that she's the girl for him. In Zebulon, Alice reconciles with her father after he apologises for allowing Josiah to take the baby away from her. Not wanting to continue his distress any longer, she tells him the child was adopted by a good family and is living a successful life. Psych! I didn't throw the baby off a train. What? Or maybe he did, but the baby's alive. I definitely placed the baby on the train. (laughs) Oh, she makes her way to Hayes Creek and sees Billy's childhood home where she discovers the baby sweater she sent with her son, discovering that she is Billy's birth mother. A few weeks later, everyone involved assembles in Asheville and gets a happy ending. What? Wow. That is a spoiler, guys. Sorry, should have rewarded you that the twist was coming. But that's the end of the show. 
Wow. It's really nice. There's a lot to like pack and unpack in that show. Yeah, and then some I'd, time travel. I'd even seen it and I was so like, I when I went back to prepare, I was reading through this and I was like, what? What do you, what, <laughs> what do you mean? And I have literally seen this. Yeah. And, I was, and I've listened to the cast recording. I was like, what, what do you mean? You almost have to vision, like envision the past and the present to like unpack it, right? Yeah. Ooh, I have some issues with time travel, so it's a oh, hard do you? one for it's me. Like a, it's like a philosophical not, issue, is it? Yeah. Is but it it's like not a personal... time travel as in like people actually traveling no, through time. time did, you, just... did you not hear our sound effects? Like did that not Story. clarify? That did come out of my mouth, so yeah. yeah it yeah. was like flashbacks, Julia. It's not time travel. It's like All right. Okay, well, while I deal with this and my issues with time travel mm. and flashbacks, yep. let's take a break Okay, and pop on over to song. So we know they don't like you calling this a bluegrass musical. You're going to censor that out, aren't you, from the podcast? So whenever you say bluegrass, just be beep, beep. beep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you a little bit about why they don't like you calling it a bluegrass musical. Um, so Steve Martin says we have some. Oh, so is that Steve Martin from Father of the one or two? <laughs> uh, he's I think in he did one. both. Oh, he did both, No, he right. did them both, I'm sure. And then I'm pretty sure he's in two. Yeah, right. Is there a Father of the Bride 3? Tentative, yeah. I think <laughs> I, I think that's a no. I'm going to I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm going to Google right. Yeah, now. I'm going to okay. say no. And what are we We're betting? covering the really important stuff here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's It's right. Father of the Bride the musical. Anyway, bluegrass music. Along. Would My watch. Bad. By the way, um he says we have some bluegrass instrumentation, but it spans a lot of different genres. Mm. I mean, okay, people Steve. think if you say bluegrass, of course you think it's just going to be Banjos. Which it is, but it's more than that. Um, He said, if someone said to me, want to go to a bluegrass musical, I'd say, no thanks. So he like acknowledges exactly what we said before. Mm. If you tell people it's a bluegrass musical, they're not going to go. But so instruments used. Mm -hmm. Banjo. What? Shocker. Okay. (laughs) Surprise. It's a surprise. Auto harp. Auto harp. Auto harp. Mm. And the mandolin. Just, just to throw a few at you. Is a mandolin usually in bluegrass, bro? Yeah. Huh. Mm. So I learned mm. something today. Musicals teach me all these things. <laughs> um, Miss Eddie says that she's frustrated uh, they've been put into a thimble genre. And a, a thimble genre. Well, yeah. Mm. It's small. <laughs> like a thimble. Like a, like a little thimble. <laughs> um, but she says that, like, vocally... It's akin to jazz and gospel and soul. And I say, hmm, okay. You know what it reminds me of? What? Bluegrass. <laughs> I mean, it is true because when you think about it, if you think about like Memphis, oh, which you guys know, I know you just said Sorry, you don't know, but man. it's really, really like rhythm and blues music because it's set in that time. It's set in, you know, 1950s, 60s America and in this in these bars where, you know, the band is playing this, this driving hot kind of music that was just, yeah. you know, really guttural or whatever. But you don't go, oh, that's a kind of rhythm and blues musical. You say that's, that's Memphis. True. Yeah. So it's really interesting that there is something about country music. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting. Sorry, no, no, no. But um, producer Joey Parnes, Parnes? I don't know. We're not good with the names here. He was from Princess. Um, he was from number two. Oh, from the second Father one. of the Bride, yeah. yeah. There was only two, by the way. He was actually <laughs> the producer for A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder as well. Oh, oh cool. Um, he said it's not bluegrass, but it has elements of that. It's not country, but there's a couple of twangy moments. It's sort of Americana, but no one knows what Americana connotates. Mm. So 
There's some songs that are full out Broadway ballad style, again questionable, but overall the score has a sound unto itself. Yeah. So they kind of be, but again, you can't advertise a musical and say, "Come listen to this all rounder, all rounder, nondescript, but definitely not bluegrass <laughs> musical." But maybe a little bit bluegrass. But maybe a little bit shades of blue grass. Yes, shades of rather bluegrass. But let's have a look at the songs in it, and I think it starts off with a, a subtle banger. Yeah. A subtle <laughs> seconded, seconded banger. A subtle banger if if you knew my story, which is Alice and the Ensemble, would consider adding it to a repertoire. Mm-hmm. Don't know if I can sing it. Going to try anyway. Why not? Yeah. Um, then She's Gone, Daddy Kane and Billy. Feel free to jump in here with like plot points because I've not seen it. There's a lot of plot points. I don't know if we can really yeah. drop in on each okay, of them. Great. We're going to need like, our time travel sounds it. again. <laughs> I can do it at any time. Uh, Bright, the titular. <laughs> Someone had to do it. Well, Zane's not here, so we have yeah. to. The titular Bright Star with Billy and Ensemble. Way back in the day, Alison Ensemble. Whoa, Mama. Which is probably not how they go. Whoa, Mama. <laughs> Whoa, Mama. Jimmy, Alice, and Ensemble. Um, firmer Hand slash Do Right. The slash is not in the title. Oh, okay. <gasps> Um, which is Daddy Murphy, Mama Murphy, Alice and Ensemble. A man's gotta do, Mayor Dobbs and Jimmy. I like the name Mayor Dobbs. Wait. I feel like it's a Dr. Zeus name. Mayor Dobbs. No, it could be. Making it up. Anyway, Asheville, Margot and Ensemble. What could Asheville be- is, if you haven't heard it, that's probably the second, like that would be of the top five if you wanted to say someone, listen to these songs and you will listen to the whole record. That mm-hmm. is That is how I found it. It is an incredible Incredible song. Banger. Yeah. Subtle banger or banger banger? Well, it's probably technically like in in the we're using like the classic Oxford banger vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say it's probably it's probably a subtle a banger. A subtle banger. I don't think there's many like bangers. Yeah, I mean it's you know I think they're all a subtle it's a slow banger. Burn. It's just yeah. a beautiful melody. And Hannah <laughs> Everyone Ellis is just incredible. Well what could be better? Sung by Jimmy Allen <laughs> 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 Ensemble. Um, I can't wait. Alice, Jimmy, and ensemble. The ensemble's got a fair bit to do. Mm. Almost every song in this, the ensemble sings in it. Yes, good ensemble work. Um, please don't take him. Mayor Dobbs, Alice, Daddy Murphy, Mama Murphy, Stanford Adams, and ensemble. And a man's gotta do. Reprise. What? A man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. Kind of goes like that. Good. <laughs> That's your act one in a nice little bundle. Yeah. Pop on over to Act 2 and you've got one of Miranda's favourite things, a reprise. No. A mega mix. No. <laughs> An on-track. A song for Chris. An on-track. An oh. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Doubling down on Meryl Streep. <laughs> Meryl Streep singing a mega mix. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you've got an orchestral on-track. Oh, very nice. Um, oh. Followed by Sun's Gotta Shine, Alice, Mama Murphy, Margot, Daddy, Kane, Edna, Florence, and... that That's the anthem of the... Ensemble. That's the, that's the anthem of, of the show. Mm-hmm. Definitely give that one a listen if okay. you don't know the show. That's, I'll give it a listen. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Heartbreaker, Jimmy, um, Another Round, Lucy, Daryl, Billy, and Ensemble. I had a... Yeah, go, 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 go. Heartbreaker is probably the most classic true musical theatre song on the record. And it's one of those great, we all have a good fight song, right? We all have yeah. a song where like oh, yeah. there's a reason for the singing. It's not just kind of like we're buying into this 
weird world where we're singing our feelings. He's like, he's, it, it's, it's definitely, oh, I'm putting it in top five lists already, but I've got a top five <laughs> list for later. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll, it's come to me naturally there. too, which okay, is good. the best way. Good, good, good. Um, uh, what was that song even? I forgot. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Thank you. Um, another round, Lucy, Daryl, Billion Ensemble. I had a vision. Of what? I don't know, but Alice and Jimmy <laughs> sing it. That's about the, her. Uh, if, you, if you're wondering, uh, it's about her thinking about her son and in, mm. her, or her bubby. We don't know if it's a son or who it is, but she's sense. envisioning it back because she's she's sure that he's alive somewhere, living with a family, and she's going to find him. So it's kind of like knew she had a son, right? Well, she must because she yeah she was in the like she's she knitting, she was knitting the male yeah. sweater, not a female sweater. It had a buttons big B on the side, were they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, always will Billy Margot and Ensemble. Can't wait. Reprise. Mm. Ensemble. So familiar. Alison Ensemble. At long last. <laughs> Guess what? Alison Ensemble. And the finale, which is just Ensemble. Oh, guys. Is this okay. a lot of Ensemble work? I would just say this is a great show to be the Ensemble in because yeah. you're in everything. everything apart from maybe like five, four, five. Like good times, good times. Anything else musically you want to add? No, I think I kind of covered it as we sort of went. It's it's a really, I mean, for any writers that are listening, I think it's, and orchestrators, it's a really great show to listen to as I put on my work voice. Like it's <laughs> it's kind of, it's a great show to look at this thing that we always talk about. Um, so disclaimer, I'm a writer. And it's one of these things we look at for natural ways to build the world of the show. And it's one of these, it does it really well, I feel, in kind of, sets the story in a musical place and, and it kind of, it, you know, bluegrass, it sets it in a time and a story and all that sort of stuff. So it's a really good case study to look at that. And you can see stuff about the puzzle, the way that that goes together by picking it apart because it's so obvious. It's yeah. bluegrass and it tells that story as opposed to something like Les Mis where it's a textual thing and it's kind of, you know, very dramatic, which, you know, it's a yeah. fr- that's a very different kind of thing. So that's uh, a, a really cool insight. I think the, that's really interesting. Um, orchestrator. His name, which I cannot pronounce shortly, is Eric Smoen. Eric, and he was from the first <laughs> Father of the Bride? I think he was the baby in that. He was, yeah. he was the baby, he that's the right. Baby. I don't remember him from that one. Don't you? No. Uh, so he said that they've confronted some unusual challenges when writing the music. So he was thinking, like, how do we use a drum to make the sound of someone slapping their thighs? Yeah. Um, and how do I get something that sounds like someone stomping on the back of a porch with a boot? So this kind of led to some unexpected answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that the musical's drummer never uses sticks. Well, because the bluegrass is, and like, naturally doesn't have drums. Yeah. Right? Because it's yeah. all without amplification is the pure bluegrass music. Yeah. So instead he's got a collection of spoons. Spoons. Cool. Spoons. I thought you were going to say like brushes Flicks or something. and yeah. brushes. Yeah. <laughs> um, as well as a root, which is fun. Um, he he describes like everything that he's got in his little kit as just being his little bundle of sticks, bundle of twigs. Yeah. Um, they also did some weird things with like the microphone placement to add effect to the sound. Cool. Um, as, yeah, a lot to do with really that percussionist's kit. So they changed a lot of things on that to make it more authentic and more human-like, which is kind of fun, kind of mm. cool. The things you have to do. 
to get something to sound the way you want it to sound. Tell I mean, you these now. musicals are tough to make, aren't they? they are. They're really quite I'm so clever. So glad I've never <laughs> had to make oh, one. It's unusual. Sounds painful. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, let's have a look and see who did this thing. Cast. Who's on it? Who's doing it? Well, this is the fun part of the show where I get to pronounce people's names. Yeah, <laughs> that is the best part of the show. <laughs> and just so really famous fun. people too. And do, well, am I still doing their voices, or is that finished from? Please do their voices. This could get us. Sorry, I was I was hoping. Ah, uh, never mind. Um, We've lost so five subscribers during the, this episode, Brad. Oh wow. <laughs> I didn't know we could track in that in real time. time. In real time. Especially since this episode hasn't come out yet. That's amazing. Should I not be like? Uh, yeah, talk about time travel. Whoa. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of casts listed before the original Broadway cast. These are the um, previews, out-of-town openings, you know, we don't mm-hmm. really consider them to be real. Uh, but... <laughs> Carmen Cusack, who played Alice Murphy, uh, went right through from the beginning through to original Broadway cast and stayed in the touring cast, as did Stephen Lee Anderson, who played Daddy Murphy. Everyone else um, uh, mostly did just the Kennedy Center previews and then the original Broadway cast. Oh, sorry, uh, AJ Shively also did the full start to finish um, playing Billy Kane. Uh, so the original Broadway cast, uh, or let's talk quickly about Carmen Cusack first. Um, she is best known for playing Elphaba in Chicago. Woo. Al- Elphaba's in Chicago. <laughs> and a North Second. American tour and the Melbourne production. Come That's on, it, hang babe, on. why don't you green so the town? Of Wicked in Chicago, yeah, the yeah. town, not yeah, Alphabet yeah. just no, jumped Chicago. ship for a little while yeah, to, and went to, into jail. But she was <laughs> she was um, Australia's first Alphabet, Melbourne, right? Uh, don't that like I went to Wasn't Melbourne. Wasn't it Amanda Harris? I'm still trying to envision well, at the start? Flynn Green. So I'm a bit lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so confusing. Um, and, uh, of course, she originated the role of Alice Murphy in a musical which you may or may not have heard of called Bright Star. Um, what? Oh, mm, yes, I have yeah. heard of that. Her performance was highly praised and earned her the, the Tony Award nomination, but unfortunately she did not win. That was her Broadway debut. Aww. Yeah. Um, she had her breakthrough in England playing Christine Dia in Fan. <laughs> I think you'll find she wasn't in Phantom. She was in uh, that character's in um, Love Never Dies. Father of the Bride 2. It's, it's oh, in Father no. of the Bride. <laughs> oh, Father of the Bride 2. The original one. Um, and soon after made her West End debut as Fontaine in Lame So she's done some of the classics, mm. you know. And like mm. all mm. over the world. Yeah. Um, she was standby for Elphaba for a long time and uh, then. This got is still asked common. Yeah, this is still her. She was asked to take on the lead role for the national tour and was next seen in the Melbourne production in Australia. Oh, there we go. One month stint as a temporary standby um, when Amanda Harrison had taken a break. There you go. A temporary standby. A temporary Not even standby. the role. Well, the standby was Gemma Ricks who was given the oh, role. Oh, of course. And then she was the temporary wow, standby. Wow, are you even getting so paid if you're here and doing a temporary yeah, standby? just fly out, temporary standby, <laughs> hang out in Melbourne. Sounds great. 
Um, she's appeared in the new musical of First Wives Club. Cool. Oh, wait, what? Did you not know? No. Mm. You would love it. We need it. to start doing Broadway news again. Yeah. <laughs> Just to fill me in. So, yeah, she's she's still getting about, you know, as people do, I suppose. Um, original Broadway cast, Mayor Josiah Dobbs. It was played by Michael Mulheron, who's a TV dude. Um, but has done, uh, what was it? The Boy From Oz with Hugh Jackman playing uh, Hugh's dad or Peter's Aww. dad in the case. George. Oh, mate, George. Dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, has also played one of your roles, Julie, the gangster in Kiss Me Kate. I thought uh, you'd be interested to know that. Probably not my role, though. <laughs> dad, it was man two, probably man one. Um, he has had some epic failures, though. He's also been in Titanic wow. and Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh, no. So maybe... That's what brought down Bright Star. I, I wouldn't know. be letting him touch my show. <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sure it wasn't your fault. Uh, Paul Alexander Nolan got the Drama Desk nomination for playing Jimmy Ray. Jimmy, Jimmy Ray. Jimmy Ray. Uh, Margot <laughs> Crawford, played by Hannah L.S. She um, went right from the early stages through to original Broadway cast. Um, Daddy Kane, Stephen Bogardus. He does have a click link, but it's not very interesting. Just oh, the click link is yeah. not very interesting. The click link's not very interesting. I, we probably should mention as well. Paul Alexander Nolan was in Daddy Longlegs. Do you guys know Daddy Longlegs? No. And I'm pretty is that sure. A Martin film? I don't know. No, no, yeah, it is. Sorry, yeah. Is that the one with the epic spit? That's uh, yes. No. Yes. <laughs> that's that's a different Daddy movie, is it? Oh, you're thinking of Daddy Daycare or something <laughs> no, like that. No, no, no. This is a musical. This is oh, right, like, okay. yeah. No, different. No, I wasn't doing a joke. Oh, I know I know. it's weird <laughs> when I say a normal person a thing. A normal, normal person yeah, yeah. thing. And I think he was also in um uh, just recently the one about Jimmy, uh, I want to say Jimmy Cliff. Is that right? But I, The guy who plays Escape Jimmy Escape from Mar- Margaritaville. Paul Anderson, oh. Nolan was in both of those shows. So he just so likes kind to of, play characters named Jimmy. Yes, I believe that's in his contract. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. just change the name to Jimmy. Yep. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. He, he played Jimmy in uh, Wicked, uh, singing <laughs> "Dancing Through Life." <laughs> <laughs> Everything's green. Um, Mama Murphy, uh, played by D. Hoti. Hoti, she's a real hottie. I don't know. H o t y. How would you say it? Hoity. Hoody. D Hoody. The H is silent and it's pronounced Otty. Um, She has been nominated for the Tony Award for Best Actress in a Musical three times in 91 for the Will Rogers Follies. The Best Little Whorehouse Goes Public, that great show we all know and love from 1994. Mm. And uh, Footloose in 1999. Uh, Unfortunately, was not nominated for this one, but that's sad. Um, there, there's a character listed here, Dora Murphy, for the old Globe San Diego cast and then just does not appear in the rest of the shows. Obviously cut, they cut. cut yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. In a preview. Um, Lucy Grant was played by Emily Paget, and Daryl Ames, Amos, Jeff, oh, Jeff. Bloom and Krantz. Bloom and Krantz. Why does that really yeah, um, I'm, I thought the same thing. Jeff and I, Goldblum. And I'm pretty sure we'll find that. Bloom and Crane. You'll see. I was actually literally just searching it before. Trying to. Jeff. 
That's right, Bloom we can riff on Jeff Goldblum for a while. But um, the touring cast had a few replacements. Yes. Wait, wait, we there have to is, mention I found Hannah. Him. Did you mention Hannah, Hannah Ellis? Ellis? Yeah. Hannah Ellis, yeah. You mentioned Ages her. ago. She did, but she didn't talk about Hannah right. Ellis. Right, that's cool. I just thought we missed it and... Uh, would you like to talk about Hannah Ellis? She's just, uh, she's just literally incredible. That's just she's my literally just incredible. Literally, you heard it here first, guys. Just. Or maybe you think, heard Hannah. it before. That's what now. I think. Come on, Jeff. Incredible. Uh, Carmen Cusack playing Alice Murphy just to pop back for a second did win the Theatre World Award for outstanding debut performance for this role. That's about all I have to say about that. Wow. That's yeah. all I got to say about So we're still that. waiting for the um, International the World Tour. News. Ah. Uh, they're still looking up Jeffs of the we World. We got him. Um, I don't know if you mentioned it before, but Martin actually occasionally performed with the show on Broadway. Uh, doing what? I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, he'd Perhaps turn up. So, when, so, yeah, I was going to mention this later if we got time or anything, but the show, when it was really struggling to sell, they would. Like just stuck. Stick Steve in there. And he would turn up. And so the idea was that people would then want to come because you never knew if you would see Steve Martin. And so he would play, I think, in between act. No, he'd start the second act and he'd play with he'd the play band the for, the, for the, yeah. Oh, that's pretty fun. That's yeah. why there's no overture, but there is an entract. That's how it goes. <laughs> Throw Steve on. He's like, I won't excite them early, but I will do it <laughs> yeah. come second act. So unlisted, uh, Steve Martin's also in the show and you might recognise him from such films as (laughs) Father of the Bride and Father of the Bride 2. I just feel like there are so many better films with Steve Martin. No way, they're my faves. Yeah, maybe. Father of the Bride is pretty good. Father of the Bride 2 is even better. Roxanne's even better. Never seen it. Although that nose never looked real, did it? Parenthood. Parenthood. Um, Jeff Blumenkrantz played Simon in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoats, like filmed oh, yeah. version. That's where um, I but would know he from. was just in the Big Sick. Oh. So if you saw that movie, he was the doctor oh, in that. Oh. Doctor in that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's have a think and find out who our Dreamcast is. Who has thoughts and feelings in regards to who should be in Bright Star? I just have a question. Mm-hmm. How old is the character of Billy? Mm-hmm. Billy is an adult. Like how so much we need of an him adult? In, 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 well, I mean, he's of drinking age. So he's in his 20s because he comes to the when at the top. I can't remember what where they work. It's a publishing company. Or what is he? He tries to, he works with Alice. He comes. Yeah. And as, as they meet as adults and then we go back in time and we see Alice falling in love with what's his name. Oh, yeah. That's like a 20 and, year age. Okay. And then at the end, he's the one that goes off to war. He's just come back from war. His mum's dead. Great. Then he goes away. Yeah. This is the plot. So if you're yeah. meeting this again, you need to go back and listen. <laughs> All right. So, thoughts, feelings. Thoughts, So literally feelings. anyone in their, in their prime right so now. So Zac Efron could play Billy. Um, he could play Alice. He could play Alice? No, he couldn't. That's ridiculous. Why? Why is it ridiculous? Because we don't want to base it on that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he gets pregnant, okay? <laughs> That's Junior. We want to stick with the you? Steve Martin catalogue. Okay, right? Well, okay. if we're sticking right, with okay. the Steve Martin catalogue then. 
Mm-hmm. So we're only casting people from Steve Martin films. Okay, okay. Uh, well, the Bernadette three guys Peters. and three amigos were. So, <laughs> so Bernadette Peters is Alice Murphy. Yeah, straight done. on. Oh, that that was works. Going to be my Alice. Okay, yeah. Who was okay. going to be your Alice, Julie? I was thinking like a younger Alice than Bernadette Peters. But Alice is like she's she starts as his parent, so she has to be older than Billy. But if there's only this a twenty-year, if there's only a twenty-year time travel gap, would she only be like? In her late thirties, early forties. Yeah, true point. Bernadette Peters. What? So she's so she's playing forty, but she's actually thirty. Is that what you mean? I don't know. Because she <laughs> starts. She's <laughs> I okay. Don't know. Okay. Spoilers. Okay. Turn this off. You don't want me to say it really clearly. Alice is Billy's mum. Yeah. Shocker. And so he comes How and works for the shop. How old is she when she has the baby, though? Well, they're young enough for her to be in the woods. By herself. Well, by herself. Hidden <laughs> okay. away from the world. That's so she's true. she's she's young and they're they're very they're so going to could, the school dance or something. They're going to the dance, the local dance. So they they're young, you know. So between nineteen twenty three and nineteen forty six. She's aged fifty years, that's correct. She's aged fifty years. I'm not solid on time travel. <laughs> I think that's correct. Wow. You guys heard it here first. Tesla, watch out. <laughs> he might be here and hear you. He oh, might no. be listening to this episode. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Sorry, Mr. Tesla. Love you. Love you. So Alice is 20 years older than Billy. Let's just say that. Okay. Okay. What about, hear me out, Kimberly Williams Paisley? Is she the chick who played the daughter and father of the bride? She most certainly would be. <laughs> <laughs> then I think she'd be perfect for it. She's really Woo. sweet. I like And her. maybe Billy could be Kieran Culkin. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. He's actually a really great actor. So, and I think Mayor, the dad of, hang on, no, Billy is not. I think Jimmy. Oh my god, I got it wrong. Jimmy is her son, and Billy is the guy. Jimmy's the baby. No, what? Billy's her son is Jimmy. Jimmy Ray Dobbs and Mayor Dobbs. So basically, Alice and Billy have to be the same age. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Sorry, my bad. So I'm so confused. So mm. Alice and Billy make Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> how? Okay. Okay. And uh, so how old are they? I want to know they who's are the of cast. parenting age. Okay. And then their son is 20 years younger of wherever they are on the moving scale of life. Mm-hmm. And then Mayor is, we're going to be, that's Martin Short. So. Yeah. Jim, uh, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Where are we putting Daryl Hannah from Roxanne? Um, oh, that's Darryl really important. Hannah. Anyone Can that knows your show really as well as um, <laughs> that five minutes before is going to be like, Lisa, no, <laughs> really? No, you're wrong. You're wrong. That's why are you saying that she's that? That's her mom. No. no. Have we done Mama Murphy? Daryl Hannah could play Mama Murphy. Perfect. Okay. But yep. I'm not going to tell you who she is because according to me, it's her son. <laughs> I'm... What about Margot? Margot is the love interest for Jimmy. She sings Asheville, was played by Hannah Ellis. I mean, Diane Keaton. <laughs> yep, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, we've got the entire cast of Little Shop of Horrors to choose from. Oh, 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 stop right now. Thank you Jack very much. Jack Nicholson, where's he going? Or are Spice we still scored? I love Steve it. Martin in? The Jack Nicholson. The original. Oh, we've also got Eddie Murphy. He was in Bowfinger. <laughs> You know, I'm going to cast. Uh, we have, so we have know, Kevin Klein. I'm going to. Emily Mortmore was in Pink Panther. We really should have done some research for this. I'm going to cast yeah. Jack Nicholson as the train. Where does Jack Nicholson come from? What? Little Shabaris. Wait, who do I mean? Is it was Steve Martin in the original? Original? 
or Rick Moranis? Oh, I'm thinking of the original, original. Yeah, I apologize. Jack, I'm Nicholson thinking of the original, 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 original. He's in the dentist chair in the original. Mm, original. Yeah, He's the 18-year-old. No, um, guys, Pink Panther had Kristen Chenoweth with and Beyonce in it. So where are they going? Oh, Kristen Chenoweth is yes. inappropriate. We can't put her in a musical. What? <laughs> <laughs> she just has never done it before. <laughs> I don't know um, whether she or Daryl Hannah have a better singing voice. But. Who's playing the physician? Who says you Beyonce? Know what you mean. Beyonce. <laughs> that works. Does it? All right. Yeah, good. I believe that. All right. Can we make her son though, Eddie Murphy? Yes. Yes. Because then it's like it's like, well, is it really his yes. son? It's perfect. Because <laughs> he turns up, he's like, oh, I'm so your son. She's like, what? What? This is I gotta tell you. Okay, I'm, that's it. This is the best casting we've ever done. I'm pretty sure it's right. We should always look up Steve Martin movies for casting options. <laughs> <laughs> so let's cap it there. Yep. Have a chat about top five. All right. Top fives. Give me some. Throw them at me. Top five. Bluegrass musicals. Bluegrass <laughs> musicals that aren't bluegrass. Well, would it be on it though? <laughs> yes. I'm yeah. going to go yes. Um, Top five prodigal son musicals. Sure. Top five musicals based on a Google search of the word train. <gasps> what else is on that list? Starline Express. <laughs> Probably couldn't have been Google at that time. Must have read a book. <laughs> um, at that time, when Starlight Express was written. Oh, Starlight Express! I thought you meant Bright Star, and I was no, like, "We know Gee, that's Julie. what happened." <laughs> um, top five time travel musicals. It's not it's time not travel. You said yourself, it's not time top travel. Top five flashback, flashback musicals. No. Way. no. Well, there, there are a be? lot of those. Well, There's yeah. a lot of t- flashback musicals. Like what? I mean, I can't think of it off the top of my head. <laughs> but Big mm. Fish. Merrily. It's all There's about a lot. There's a lot. Um, Best, uh, top five with a fight song. Like a really legit, I'm going to say it's in it. Yeah, Heartbreak good. is a ripper. I'll let you have it. Uh, top five Steve Martin musical. <laughs> How many of those are there? I mean, there's at least one. <laughs> So it can be top of the list. Or now, Ooh. Steve Martin, get on to that. Bye. I think that might be it. I think that <laughs> might I, be I, it. i got to be honest, I'm pretty sure. Say, do you have any? It's a limited top, top musicals with the same title as a movie, that, but it's not the movie that it's based on because that's confusing. Good one. That's a long title for that top five <laughs> list. It's oh, not sorry. based on a movie, is it? No, it's no, not, but, but there, there is, is a movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's a movie called Bright Star. And so when I heard of the musical Bright Star, I just assumed it was based on the movie. And when I Completely watched the movie, different. I got to the end and there was no trailer. I'm like, I'm confused. <laughs> this does not help my research at all. No, it didn't. Hmm. All right. Well, if we've got no more top fives, we can move on. Plan. Okay. Great. What lessons have we learned from Bright Star? There's bluegrass and then there's not. Bluegrass adjacent. Greengrass. Aqua glass. Grass. Glass. Would it <laughs> be don't like be careful on trains? You know, <laughs> don't just throw like, babies off trains. And just, I don't know, maybe. Mm, no. I feel like it worked out better for the baby. I guess so. Maybe the lesson we learn is do throw babies off trains. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, that is not really something that we would no, advocate. That's not what happened. Oh, I, I learned that if you're pregnant and you're not supposed to be pregnant, 
Maybe just hire a cabin in the woods, do some knitting, That'll wait work. it out. Um, persistence pays off, I guess. That's She's lovely. pretty determined to find a son slash daughter. I don't know if she knew what it was. And then she accidentally did. And then so she just accidentally did. I really a product of her persistence. But she went back. I don't know. I'm going to say don't. something nice so that we don't talk about babies being thrown off trains anymore. Yeah, well anymore. done. <laughs> okay, good call. Yeah, no, I agree with that. If I go back to when I watched the town hall one that I said before, which I was, which I was crying many times during, I think it is like what you're saying. It's like redemption, um, you know, just like just hanging in there and stuff. Like, and yeah. if you hang in and then one day you'll find your baby, you know, and that's a good you'll thing. Or maybe just like be upfront. Like if you know that your dad's done something dodgy with your child in terms of throwing her off a train, maybe just tell your partner so yeah. that she doesn't spend twenty three years searching for someone who maybe possibly doesn't exist. But who did in the end. But so who did in the end. It's hard. Which, Guys, yeah. Bright Star's really hard to learn lessons from. You know what's a good lesson you learned from Bright Star? What? If it's not on, it's not on. You learn that from Bright Star. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And never date a guy named Jimmy Jim Ray. Jimmy Ray. Um, There's probably some really nice Jimmy Rays out there. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Jimmy, Jimmy Ray. Ray. <laughs> I'd be like, Jimmy Ray be listening to this. And they'd be like, oh, I really liked your show. <laughs> now, you obviously not, you know, it's not for me. Sorry, Jimmy. Please <laughs> tell your friends. Um, subscribe. <laughs> um, any more lessons? Yeah, there's there there is an incredible message in this show, even though we're being really silly about yeah. it. But it like, um, the endurance of the heart. I think that's the thing. Through all these years, she believed that he was alive, and that she she felt it. You know, the connection between a mother and a child, or just of a parent of a child. I think you really feel it. It's palpable in the show when you're watching it. That and two, what everything she's 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 gone through. Um, there's a much nicer way of saying it, but. It's um, what did I learn from that? I learned empathy. Yeah, endurance to hang in there. Endurance to hang in there of spirit, and that you can you can really we as people survive a lot of really difficult things. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing about yeah this show too is that we all have a story. We all have a tragic part of something that's you know defines our life, and that with with passion we can overcome that. You know. Oh, I knew it was in there somewhere. And then it took ten minutes. I hope you stuck out for that, Jimmy. Yeah, endurance. I'm gonna go, guys. I'm gonna go get a tissue, and we'll be back. Hey, Brad. Yeah. What you doing? I'm just uh, doing a podcast. What are you doing? A podcast. Awesome. What else you got on? Um. Well. Uh. We are, if you're based in Brisbane, there is uh, an original musical of mine called Becoming Bill that is opening at the Brisbane Powerhouse August uh, this year, which is 2019. It's directed by Neil Gooding and it's going to be, uh, it's been 10 years in development. It's been a really, really big process. So definitely come along and see that. If you are anywhere else in the world, head over to Spotify and, uh, and iTunes and have a listen and let me know what you think. If, if the Australians... Uh, sensibility of the musical rings true to you. Love to hear that. So that's kind of that's sort of the main thing that's going on. 
No, um, how do they find you on Spotify slash iTunes? Right? You can – so the show's Becoming Bill, so you can yeah. look for that or just my name, Bradley McCaw, or you can uh, Google um, Father of the Bride. <laughs> One and two. And there's a link <laughs> from that right to my name. page yeah. just after all the, the you know the sponsorship I we've given. I would love them. it if you went edited like the wiki yeah, for Father of the Bride to put your link in. <laughs> Becoming Bill. That would be funny, but I wouldn't. <laughs> All right. Well, if it appears, we know. But you who could. Did it. <laughs> I might. <laughs> Guys, today's episode was brought to you by one of our very new Patreons. <gasps> Have we got a new Patreon? We've got a new Patreon. Are we at a thousand yet? Not yet. Man, oh. when is Zane going to dance? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But our good friend Meredith, thank you so much. Thanks, Meredith. Tell your friends how great this is, how great and how wonderful it feels to be a Patreon. Um, If you decide, you know what, that's for me. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. You can find us on our website at www.thatsnotcanonproductions.com forward slash M-T-M-E-I-K. You can find us on Facebook where we do just fun stuff, Basic Facebook, really. Facebook.com. Facebook. I'm going straight to Facebook and liking that. Facebook. Basic Facebook. I hate that complicated Facebook. It's Our a Facebook.com. Oh, is it? Have you got that one? Forward slash. Facebook.com. Our Facebook isn't basic. We're just using Facebook basically. What does that mean? <laughs> Sorry, Find out. Joy. Go to our Facebook.com. Forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. We have a Twitter. At Musicals Teach Me. We have an email so you can write in and tell us exactly how basic I am. At Musicals Taught Me Podcast at gmail.com. We also have so many ways you can find us. We have iTunes where you can subscribe, rate, and review. We have Spotify That's and true. any podcatcher that you should choose. Yeah. But you guess what? You've already chosen it. Congratulations. Well Yay! done. Well done. Really well if done. If you're hearing Jimmy. my voice, we also have merch. You'll find it on our website. It's great. Two, three. Of the five people at the table are wearing musical Stop Me Everything I Know merch today. It's true. Julie and I are wearing matching Zac Efron shirts. Mm-hmm. Weird cast Zac Efron. We Hashtag sure weird cast Zac Efron, guys. And um, our producer Zane, who's also at the table, oh, behind the curtains, is wearing musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. And I'm wearing a basic shirt with whales on it. Basic? Mm, I'd say it's they're, well, they're basic whales. pretty eccentric <laughs> shirt. Basic whales. Yeah, agree. Right. Um, you can check out our Facebook, Insta, etc., for the photograph of Brad wearing his oh, whale yeah. shirt. Yeah. Basic shirt. Yeah. 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 Do it. Give it a likey loo. Mm. Give it a likey loo. All right. Uh, thank you once again, Brad. My right, pleasure. Thanks it's for having me delightful. on. It's been delightful. And I'll see you next time with a wrap. Yes. yes! Oh my goodness! Can't wait to so girls rap. Oh, I've been Julie Eisentrager, and with me, seventeen seventy-six Miranda Selwood, and it's me, KP. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>
going to sound just objectively be bad. Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm James Keogh. And on our new podcast, My Songs Suck, we talk to writers and musicians who share with us some of their earlier, less good content and reflect on how far they've come. If you want to get in on the fun, head to That's Not Canon Productions or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you use. My songs suck, because everyone makes mistakes. Just make sure you record them. That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 